Welcome to a well-built podcast from Biltwell Bank. I'm Don Griffin, Biltwell's Executive for Human Resources, and it's my pleasure to serve today as your host. It's our goal to be the local economic engine that drives growth in the communities we serve. With this podcast, we'd like for you to gain knowledge about current events in banking, to answer some of your most common financial questions, and we'd like to simply connect with our communities in a meaningful way. If you miss an episode, you can access all of our prior episodes from our archive library available on our website, builtwell.bank, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. So it's my pleasure today to have with us Barry Cookston. Barry is a certified information security officer and works with Biltwell Bank. Welcome, Barry. Thank you. We want to have a conversation about uh, data security, information security, and as a bank, that's something that is very important to us. It's obviously critical to um, our company as we work to protect the private information of our customers. And so I'm looking forward to this uh, conversation today with Barry because he is our resident expert on this topic. So Barry, let's start with this one. Um, Can you explain what phishing is and why it continues to be a prevalent threat in today's digital landscape? Yeah, thanks for having me, Don. Uh, Phishing is just a form of social engineering. That means that fishers use psychology to convince their victims to take an action they normally wouldn't take. It's just a cyber attack where bad people impersonate trustworthy people through emails, messages, or websites to manipulate victims into revealing sensitive information, such as passwords, credit card numbers, social security numbers, or other personal and financial data. The goal of phishing is to steal this information for fraudulent purposes and use it for things like identity theft, financial fraud, or unauthorized access to accounts and systems. So we we hear a lot about phishing. We've heard a lot about phishing. We continue to hear a lot about phishing. It, it, it seems like it could just be fixed, but it just continues. So talk about that for us a little bit. Yeah, uh, it continues to be prevalent because unfortunately it works. It's a big source of revenue for these bad guys. So over the past 10 or 15 years, uh, many organizations, Biltwell Bank included, have invested a lot of money into firewalls, intrusion prevention systems, intrusion detection systems to keep the bad guys out. Mm -hmm. So the bad guys got smart and they thought, hey, instead of trying to hack into Biltwell Bank or any organization, uh, they can send a well-crafted email, get an employee to click on it, and now they have access what they wanted the whole time. They have access inside the organization. Okay, so that makes me nervous that they can get into my personal stuff at home. They can get into my stuff other places. So when we think about what to watch for, what are some of the most common phishing techniques that the bad guys use and how have those techniques changed over time? Yeah, absolutely. So we've kind of discussed phishing. There are different varieties of phishing. Uh, the one that really concerns me the most is something called spear phishing. So spear phishing is just phishing, but the bad guys do a little research beforehand. They figure out who the maybe the CEO of the company is, who the HR director is, and they then send an email pretending to be them asking you to do something. So we all know if we get an email from our 
boss or the president of the company doing something that puts a little more emphasis on, you know, actually wanting to do that. Uh, one of the others is smishing, and that's just phishing by text. Uh, one of the more common ones I see in the banking industry is um, customers or individuals getting text that are pretending to be your bank asking you to click on a link. So that's usually under the ruse of being overdrawn or having some kind of alert on your system or on your account and asking you to click on that link. Once you click on that link, it usually takes you to a website that looks a lot like your bank's website. And that website is designed to steal the login credentials that you use to log into that site or to steal any other personal information. Like the site may ask the user to verify their social security number or their account number, or even something as small as asking for verification questions like mother's maiden name. And then lastly, um, vishing or what is just voice phishing or phishing over the telephone. One of the more common vishing calls is bad guys pretend to be someone from, say, Microsoft, and you have an urgent uh, vulnerability on a computer that needs to be patched, and they're there to help you patch that. But unfortunately, the patch that they put on your system is just malware that lets, you, lets them take control of your computer to steal your information or something like ransomware to encrypt all of the files on your machine. So you have to pay to have those files unlocked. So when we think about those three main things that you've covered, phishing, which is just sending emails, trying to get information, correct? Correct. And then smishing, which is a funny word to me, S-M-I-S-H-I-N-G. I guess that comes from SMS is the text protocol. Um, smishing is where they're sending you a text message trying to get information. And then finally, vishing with a V for voice phishing over the telephone. Those are the three big ones we've covered, right? Those are, and I call them, along with regular phishing, I call uh, those my four ings when, I'm training, ings. when okay. I'm training our Very employees. Um, so when you think about those three big ways that um, the, the bad actors can get information, what can an individual or an organization better educate themselves to do so they can recognize and keep from having those phishing or vishing or smishing attacks get information? Yeah, so organizations should implement uh, some sort of email filtering to prevent those phishing emails from reaching employees. Mm. Uh, those aren't 100% accurate, so regular cybersecurity training is also crucial. Teaching employees how to recognize those phishing attempts and encouraging them to report those suspicious emails promptly. Uh, simulated phishing exercises can also help awareness and improve resilience. For individuals, you know, phishing emails often exhibit certain red flags. So look for things like misspellings, generic greetings, and suspicious sender addresses. Uh, also be cautious. Uh, really, one of the main things on phishing emails is they usually have a urgent or threatening language. Uh, they can also have unsolicited attachments or links and requests for personal or financial information. Uh, one of the best things for individuals to remember is legitimate organizations like Biltwell Bank will never ask you for sensitive data via email. So I want to have you say that one again. Legitimate organizations won't ask for sensitive data via email. Is that correct? 
Yes. So if I get a request via email for my user ID or for my password or my birth date or my social security number or any part of it or my mother's maiden name or my birth city and state, any of that personal identifying information, no viable good organization is going to ask for that through email or a text, correct? Correct. So I always like to remind everyone, you know, email by default isn't secure. Okay. Um, so I always equate it to sending a uh, sending an email is the same as me sending a postcard through the mail. So okay. if you know if so, I send a postcard <laughs> to you, uh, every letter care, every sorting facility, all I have to do is turn that over and read what's on the back route. Email is the same way. So by default, it's not secure. So any legitimate organization will never ask for any sensitive data via email. So we, we work to protect ourselves as individuals. We work to protect ourselves as companies against these attacks. But I'm thinking that because we're continuing to talk about it, there, there are still bad things that happen as a result of these attacks. Can you, can you give us an example of something that's happened recently or in the last period of time that, that's an example of a problem that was created through phishing or vishing or smishing? So, yes, one of the more infamous attacks was the Colonial Pipeline attack in 2021. Uh, I know I remember sitting in gas lines uh, trying to find a gas station that had gas. So the Colonial Pipeline was hit with a ransomware attack. Um, the ransomware encrypted all their data where it basically shut down the organization or shut down the entire company for about a week. Um, the bad guys asked for a ransom of $4.4 million, which Colonial Pipeline paid. But still, after that, after they decrypted all the information, it took them roughly a week to get everything back up. So that $4.4 million isn't really one of the largest ransoms ever asked for. It's the $3.4 billion that it cost uh, you and I as taxpayers and the Colonial Pipeline for being down for that week. Wow. So to review uh, just one more time, because I know you tell us and our employees this all the time, never share personal information through email or text messages because the good guys aren't going to ask for that through an email or a text. That personal information needs to be shared in a secure way, correct? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So we ask our, you know, we always tell our customers that we will never ask for that information through email. It's always through a secure form or a secure email. Great. Good information. Barry, thanks for being with us today. I know this is a topic that is top of mind for a lot of business owners and for a lot of individuals as they work to keep their personal information, their financial information safe and secure. We appreciate you being with us today. And to our listeners, thank you for sharing a few minutes of your day with us. We want you to stay tuned for our next episode and follow a well-built podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm your host, Don Griffin for Built Well Bank. Well-built communities start with well-built banks. Well-built communities start with well-built banks.